Hello and welcome to From Ed's Lens, the podcast where we discuss mental health, eating disorder recovery, diet culture, and life. If you want to know more about any of those things, this is the podcast for you. My name is KD, and in this episode, we are going to talk about the process of learning to love yourself. I'm so excited for you to hear this one. We'll get into our main topic shortly, but first, I always like to start out with a few disclaimers. Number one, this podcast is titled From Ed's Lens, Ed's Standing for Eating Disorder, because it's a way to share with you all what it's like to live with an eating disorder and how Ed views things versus the regular world. Number two, this is not a pro-eating disorder podcast. It's very important to me that this stays a safe place for those listening, so please consider this to be your trigger warning and make sure to bring your coping skills and do whatever you need to do to keep your own recovery on track. Number three, I am not a dietitian or nutritionist. If you have any questions about how to eat, what to eat, etc., you should consult with your personal dietitian first before making any changes. Number four, this podcast is anti-diet culture. However, I do not think negatively about how other people choose to eat. As we've discussed in previous episodes, treatment has exposed me to how a culture can shape the way that people think about food, health, and exercise, and it's important to me that I share that with you all. All right, fun fact about KD, that's me. I met my husband when we were both 11 years old, and though we hated each other at first, we became best friends around 14. We've talked nearly every single day since. Started dating at 17, got engaged at 21, and married at 23. Kids are hopefully on the horizon, not quite yet, but we are also considering fostering or adopting when that time comes. I will definitely reference him throughout the episodes because he's my main support and my best friend. While recovery is solely my responsibility, my husband has been huge in helping me achieve where I'm at today. I was scrolling through TikTok the other day and found a body positive video with a person referencing how they started to learn to love themselves and accept their body as is. I love these videos. I purposely made my algorithm give me really body positive videos for this reason. As I scroll through the comment section, I found someone who asked, how do I do that though? With a sad emoji attached to it. This was my response. How do you start learning to love your body? The best way I can describe it is to treat your body the same way you would a new relationship. You take care of it, you pay extra attention to it and spend extra time with it. You start to notice the little quirks, the things that makes it special. You make sure that it's fed and nourished. You don't treat it with shame or belittle it for just being. You fill it with compliments and support. You're there for it when something goes wrong and you celebrate it when something goes right. And if you need extra help, ask your friends, your support system, or therapist. Build a positive, uplifting community to help you see yourself the way they do versus the way that you do now. Sometimes it takes constant reassurance that you're on the right path. Some days will be hard, but if you practice at it every single day, it will get easier. You got this. This episode is near and dear to my heart because though I've struggled with it for a really long time, I am finally on a journey of learning to love myself and everything that entails. I have spent my entire life trying to find my voice, trying to advocate for what I needed, learning how to speak up for myself. I'm empathetic, but often to a fault. For so long, I would let others take advantage of me because I was afraid to say no or set boundaries with people. I didn't know what I deserved, so I took crap from those I loved because I thought that's how I should be treated. Treatment exposed me to what setting boundaries with others looked like, 
that I should be the first person to love myself and treat myself the way I deserve, and that I absolutely can stand up for my needs when they are not met. I share these more personal episodes with you for a couple reasons. The biggest one is eating disorder recovery is not just about nutrition and food, though that is a big part. It is also about your mental health and all that entails. These more personal episodes allow you to get to know me in the journey that I've been on a little bit more, but my hope is that you will be able to take something from this episode that inspires you, helps you feel solidarity, or that you can add into your personal life to help you where you're at in your journey. I broke down my journey so far into three stages, giving my body what it needs, advocating for my needs, and setting boundaries on people treating me poorly. These were the three biggest stages of learning to love myself so far, and though I'm still on the journey, this actually gives a really good look into how residential life was and how treatment has been because I learned all of these things through that process. The first step, giving my body what it needs. This was the hardest lesson to learn. A lot of my eating disorder derived from either feeling like I didn't deserve to eat or purposely not giving my body the nutrition it needed as a way to numb out my feelings. Learning that I was worthy of having the nutrition that I needed, no matter the situation, was hard to swallow. It took trusting my treatment team and being consistent despite the feelings that emerged to truly begin this process. When both car accidents happened, it was hard to remember that nourishing my body would help me heal faster and that even though Ed's voice was strong, didn't mean that he was right. Oftentimes, especially after a situation that I deemed my fault, I would go into a massive shame spiral about it and feel like I didn't even deserve to eat, or my anxiety would cause a lack of hunger cues and Ed would tell me that I wasn't hungry. I didn't think I deserved love, so why would I deserve food or nutrition? To anybody struggling out there, you always deserve nutrition. You always deserve food. You deserve to eat. You deserve to nourish your body, to have the energy that it takes to cope with those feelings and get through the day. There is a certain point in the recovery process and the learning to love yourself process where you start to feel grief. When you start to realize that you deserve food and that you've deserved this your entire life, that you shouldn't feel shame and decide to restrict or to give into behaviors, you start to grieve the fact that you could have known that and you could have acted on that from the beginning. But in that grief is joy. It's joy knowing that even though you're sad that you spent your life giving into an eating disorder, you're also really happy because now you're at a point where you don't need to give into Ed, where Ed is in the background. He's background noise now. And it's really, really worth it to get to that point. And though I wish I had known all of this and accepted that message a long time ago, dwelling on the past doesn't help. So all we can do is keep moving forward and fight for recovery one snack or one meal at a time. The second step, advocating for my needs. This was the second way that I started to learn how to love myself. Growing up, I didn't feel like I could advocate for myself, and I typically put others first because I felt that's how life should be. I didn't believe that I was worth being put first, and therefore put my needs last always. When I did request to put my needs first, it wasn't always met with the best response, and I also grew up with the idea that it was really generous to put others before myself. Treatment taught me that was not the case. It taught me that I am my own biggest advocate, and that I can and should put myself first always. 
At first, this looked like hilarious treatment homework assignments, like I deserve day, where I had to say I deserve before every request. So annoying, but so worth it in the end. And break a rule day, where I got to do what I wanted against the rules. I ended up spending some much-needed alone time up in my room, which we weren't allowed to be in outside of sleeping hours. Those homework assignments were super uncomfortable, but they were great foundation tools in learning how to advocate for myself. And then I started to learn to advocate for myself in little ways. I started on people like my treatment team or my husband, who I knew would respond well to my requests. I started to become more aware of the little things that I needed or the things that didn't quite sit right with me and spoke up to people about them. Eventually, it became having support group sessions with my friends and family where I shared what specifically I needed from other people and how they could best support me. Once the foundation was laid for those, it became bigger things. It showed up in ways like telling my friend who responded to a distressful moment I was having in a more triggering way than he could have, what better ways he could support me. Speaking up and setting boundaries with people, saying no when I was wearing myself too thin, Advocating for yourself is honestly one of the best things that you can do, but it takes a lot of work and effort. And unfortunately, it doesn't always work. But I take comfort in knowing that I've done everything I could from my end to make the situation better and that I've expressed myself. Because that is ultimately the best that you can do. You can't control what others do, but you can control how you respond to that. And like you always deserve food and nutrition, you always deserve to be able to advocate for your needs. The third step. Notice I didn't say last because I know that this journey is still continuing and I know that I'll learn things in the future, but this was the third step so far and kind of where I'm currently at, and it's setting boundaries on people treating me poorly. This lesson brought me a lot of grief. There's a moment in the learning process that I had where I realized that sometimes people spoke or acted carelessly towards me, and that needed to come to an end. And there's a grief realizing that you've allowed people to treat you a certain way for 26 years because instead of loving yourself and being your own biggest advocate, you wanted people to like you so much that you people-pleased and allowed them to treat you however they chose. I am definitely a people-pleaser, and I am learning to change that. To be clear, I'm not victim-blaming myself here, and I give myself a lot of grace because I wasn't at a place throughout all of that time to realize this. I didn't have the foundation and the education yet to realize this. I'm so grateful now to have this knowledge and to be able to put it into use. When I finally started catching the little things, the little things that people would say to me, how they would treat me, how they would act towards me, and noticed that I needed to change those or speak up about them, I thought it would be met with overwhelming support. These were people that were in my life daily that I thought would respond really well to it. I was not aware that at first it would be met with some hesitation on the opposing end. I felt really selfish at first, saying things like, you can't say that to me or you can't talk to me that way. I tried it out on people that I was closest to and got met with really defensive marks. But here's what I learned through all of that. When you start to learn to advocate for yourself, that's called change. And people are going to respond to that in different ways. A lot of times they aren't used to that. They aren't used to you speaking up for yourself, especially in my case where I hadn't done that before. So it did get met with a lot of hesitation at first. It got met with people that were not really sure how to respond and got defensive about it. But eventually the more I kept doing it, the more it got met with really positive, overwhelming support. And I know that this won't always be the case. But in my experience, even though it sucked at first, 
and it was hard and I did it on friends and family and people that I thought it would work really well with and it didn't give me the best result right off the bat, you have to keep going because you're changing your your dialogue. You're changing the way that people act towards you and you're showing confidence. And that is incredibly amazing. And what I noticed after that in my experience was that when I started to change the dialogue about how people respond to me and how people treat me, the people that responded really well now defend me towards other people. They start to call out other people for treating me poorly as well. It created a train reaction that I wasn't aware would happen. And I'm really, 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 really appreciative of everybody that has responded really well to that. I am becoming more confident. I am still working on this step because it takes a while to even catch the things that people say to you or people, the way that people treat you. But I'm so excited to keep going. And if you haven't done this, if you haven't started noticing those little things, I would start to notice. I would start to call people out on it because this is really, really big in learning to love yourself, in my opinion. I'm a big believer that you need to make sure you're taking in positive input because that affects your mental health. And this is things like what music that you listen to, uh, podcasts that you listen to, the way that your friends speak to you, the way that you speak to yourself. So it's really important not only to make sure that you are speaking to yourself in a really loving way, tell yourself to knock it off. Tell Ed to knock it off if he's saying something poorly towards you. Moral of the story, the situation isn't always perfect, but it's worth it. It's worth putting in the effort. And I am sad that I didn't truly start to love myself until I was 25, 26, but I'm so excited for what life is going to look like from here on out. Loving myself and putting myself first shows up in different ways, but all of them are so worth the effort to give myself the life that I deserve. It shows up in taking the time to nourish my body, prioritizing self-care, advocating for myself, and setting boundaries around how people treat me and act towards me. And I am so thankful that I've realized all of this. Not always perfect, but worth it. I finally love me. If you like this podcast, want to hear more, or just want to wait around until we cover your favorite topic, please like, subscribe, and share this with your friends. You can find From Ed's Lens on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, all at From Ed's Lens. Please subscribe to the podcast platform of your choice to stay up to date on the latest awesome episodes. And if you like what you hear, please share this with all of your family and friends. I am always open to topic ideas and questions. We have some really, really great guest stars coming on here soon, so please stay tuned. Thank you so much for listening, and to both those that are new and those that are returning, I sincerely appreciate you all. Signing out for now, talk to you June 22nd. Much love.